Hello, Girly Men listeners. While we pause our regular episodes and prepare a spectacular season two of the Girly Men podcast, we'd like you to enjoy some short bonus episodes co-hosted by my dear friend and rambunctious orange nun, Sister Unity, the Sister Unity of the Los Angeles House of Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence that we had in episode one. She's hilarious and she's irreverent, but she's also devastating in her academic acuum and her theater talent is brilliant. You'll hear the joy we have in the laughter while we're digging into these ideas, but her messages are packed with wisdom and insights many girly men will find life-affirming. So enjoy the show, my friends, and pay attention. Remember, you can find us anywhere podcasts can be found, from iTunes to Stitcher to Spotify. Wherever you find us, please hit that subscribe button. Sign up to our newsletter and our website at girlymen.com. That's G-E-R-L-E-M-E-N.com. It's a place to see some of our video outtakes from each episode. Or contact us on Facebook. Again, just search for Girly Men. And if you're feeling old school, send me an email at mike at girlymen.com. Enjoy the show. What comes to you when, when we use the word celebration? What do you think internally is happening when we when a person's celebrating who they are, their authenticity? It's a pretty broad question because the first yeah. thing in my mind I'm asking myself is, is Mike talking about inside or outside celebrations? Is he talking about a, a psychic process uh, or is he talking about the physical manifestations of actually? Awesome. You know, I acting? am talking about this psychic process. How does that feel? How can you describe it? It's so funny. It sounds like such a common word, it right? Celebrating yourself inside yeah. is completely different for many, many people. And it depends a lot on background, personal history, family history, and context. Someone who grew up in an evangelical household that reviled weakness in the forms of femininity misogyny, homophobia, transphobia, etc. Anything seen as weak, which is really what's at the root of all of these isms and phobias by people who hate and people who other. That person growing up there, recognizing who they are and making a choice to honor that, which is, I think, what you're talking about when you say uh-huh. celebrate it. Well, I think, I think there's a difference between honoring it and respecting it and then purposefully triggering the sensation of joy around it. That, to me, is celebration. So I, let's say that that's the baseline function for celebrating yourself, purposefully mm-hmm. triggering inner experiences of joy and pleasure and delight around your discovered self-identity. So how that manifests itself, even inside, does vary, I think, by context. So we have the person who grew up in the restrictive, evangelical, homophobic household. Theirs is going to have a certain feeling, maybe I didn't grow up that way, so I'm guessing, but I could imagine it being like a, a tension between what they've grown up and know they're supposed to do and what they decide to respect in themselves and now choose to celebrate. So there may be tension. Or there may be a kind of tension and release, champagne cork popping, where they've gone through all of this restriction, they see themselves, they respect themselves, and then they start to celebrate that, they start to apply joy to it, or find joy from it, and they go out of all of the restriction and tension. So those are different shapes, or different experiences inside that are governed by context. The one I know best is the one that happened to me, which was 
you know, let me think about that. When, when did I celebrate myself inside versus when did I like see myself, respect uh-huh. myself and honor myself? Here are two small ways in which I celebrated. The first time I came out, sorry, my lip glitter is getting on my tongue. <laughs> so I first came out to myself at a summer stock theater, at the Hampton Playhouse, Hampton Beach, New Hampshire in 1978 or nine, I think. And a group of us were sitting and we all stayed in these sort of dorm rooms. It was really an old hotel they'd made over to house the teenagers in this summer stock program. And we're all sitting sort of rapping at the time, not rapping music, like what rapping meant in the 70s, talking. And Scott was going on about what he'd learned about the Holocaust and David was going on about musicals. And somewhere in me, something just went like, boing. And I was like, you guys, I think I'm gay. And they were like, oh, it was just like, it was respected, but it wasn't, you know, it didn't move the world. They didn't bring out a cake and balloons. But in me, there was a celebration going on that was unconjured by any purposeful thought. I all of a sudden felt pleasant and light and content and happy. So Now that I say this, I realize there is a kind of celebration that happens when you have free and clear space, when you're not like coming out to yourself and all of a sudden guilt or your parents are, you know, jumping all over you for it. There is a natural celebration. And a lot of people, even the ones who came through very harsh circumstances and coming out, thrown out of their home, et cetera, or wrestling with their own guilt, people who came out in their 70s or in their 50s, have also noted that when they came out, it was like weight lifting. So I think mm. that there is a natural propensity towards celebration, towards what we would recognize as celebratory feelings by the weight being removed, the onus, the guilt, the pressure of... Yeah, and like what you said, it being like pleasant and light and content and happy, those are all shedding or, or revealing states of being. The, the core is coming through. I do think that it clears junk out of the pathway between the conscious mind and the bright core of the soul, Atman, mm-hmm. divine weasel, whatever is inside. <laughs> oh, there's a weasel. Oh, oh yeah. I've seen it in meditation. His name is Stanley. Well, I did interview a lesbian. Her name is Dr. Frankie. She sets up, she's a matchmaker. She had an amazing episode talking about having to know who you are first before trying to go out and find your match. No wonder I'm single. I have the vaguest idea. <laughs> but it seems like, you know, so celebration sounds like it might be a step in celebrating ourselves for who we are. Having that feeling about our core, who we are, um, might actually have us end up getting together, or at least according to Dr. Frankie. <laughs> well, Lord only knows. There's so many things that go into, you know, whether you pair or don't pair, everything from luck to, you know, your own inner unconscious choices. We've now got two conversations about celebrating your inner self. There's the purposeful one in which you apply joy to your feelings of yourself, in which you say, okay, I'm gay and I'm going to now purposefully make positive thoughts around that. I'm going to congratulate myself for it. I'm going to look at it and love it and and think how wonderfully of it. And then there's the one I was just describing that sort of comes very naturally, hopefully very naturally when you clear the clutter out of the way between your conscious mind and and what's going on deep inside. Well, I think that's great. I hope you enjoyed this bonus episode of the Girly Men podcast. 
I want to thank Sister Unity for her magic, her wisdom, and most of all, for her huge open heart. We started this podcast with the promise that we'd deliver heart-centered connection. Both Sister Unity and I want you to feel the love that we have for ourselves, for each other, and for you, our queer and dear family. We are all one, we are all connected, and we'll see you next time.